Hi, and welcome as we go step by step through Mark's Gospel. I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine the perfect country. What would it be like? Maybe you're thinking of the scenery or the architecture. Maybe you're thinking of the cities or the countryside. I want you to think particularly about the leaders. What would the leaders of a perfect country need to be like? Well, they would need to make all the right choices, wouldn't they? They would need to be caring and just and wise in everything they do. And if you have leaders like that in the country, it would be great to be part of it. It would be a privilege to be a citizen of such a country. Well, in the Old Testament, God makes a promise to his people, a promise that one day he would bring about a perfect kingdom, a kingdom that it would be absolutely fantastic to be part of. And as we meet Jesus in the early verses of Mark's gospel, he references that promise. In chapter 1, verse 15, he says, The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. In effect, what he's saying is that kingdom that God promised, that perfect kingdom, it's now here. Now, how can Jesus say that? Well, he says that because the king has now come. In the last video, we looked at Mark chapter 1, verse 1, and the description that Mark gives us of Jesus there. He tells us that Jesus is the Messiah. That means he is God's anointed king, the king of this perfect kingdom. Mark tells us at the beginning that the king has now come. So Jesus now tells us in verse 15 that the kingdom has now come. So as Jesus speaks to the crowd, he announces this kingdom. But he says more than that. He carries on, repent and believe the good news. Now, what's Jesus saying there? Well, in one sense, he's giving them an invitation. He says the kingdom is here and you can belong to it. But he's doing more than that. He's also giving them an explanation. How could they belong to the kingdom? How could they be part of this perfect kingdom? Well, they needed to repent and believe the good news. So what does it mean to repent? Well, we might use the word repent and sorry in similar ways. Now, there is an overlap between those two words, but they are quite different. To be sorry means to be sorrowful, to be sad that you've done something. Maybe you've been unkind. Maybe you've said something mean and you are sad about it. You are sorry. Repentance includes that, but it takes it a step further. To repent means to turn around. You might illustrate it like this. If you were going along a road in your car and you realise you're going the wrong direction, what do you do? Well, you do a U-turn or a three-point turn, depending on the width of the road. You turn around and you go in the direction you want to go. To repent means to turn away from doing the things that you're sad about and deciding that you don't want to do them anymore. And in the Bible... That turning around is all to do with how we live our lives before God. God tells us that we're to love him with all of our heart and we're to love others as ourselves and we're to live for God in all that we do. And if we're honest, that's not how we live. So to be repentant means to recognise we're doing the wrong thing, but then to turn around and commit our life to doing the right thing, to be following God. 
So Jesus says to this crowd, you can belong to the kingdom, how? By repenting of your sin. But then there's another thing as well, believing the good news. What does that mean? Well, believing that there is a kingdom, believing that Jesus is the king, putting your trust in him, and then recognising that every single day in your life and living as if that is true. How did they belong? They would need to repent and believe the good news. Okay, so that's what Jesus says to the crowd. But what does that have to do with you and me? Well, the Bible tells us that this message, the message of the kingdom, this perfect kingdom that God has established, and the invitation to belong, the invitation to be part of it, is not just for the crowd that Jesus spoke to on that day. It's actually for everyone, everywhere. Just a couple of verses later, Jesus gave a task to his disciples. He said, I will send you out to fish for people. What did he mean by that? He meant, I will send you out with this message of the kingdom and of the invitation to belong to it. And as people respond, you will be bringing them into this great kingdom that God has established. And that task did not end with the death of Jesus, did not end with the death of the disciples. It continues today as an instruction to every follower of Jesus. This message of the kingdom and the invitation to belong to it is a message that's as true today as it was when Jesus spoke it. I wonder if you've ever asked yourself the question, what does God want to say to me today? What does God want to say to you today? I would suggest it's the same thing that Jesus said to that crowd on that day, right here in chapter one of Mark's gospel. The kingdom of God has come, a perfect kingdom, and you can be part of it. How? If you repent of your sin and believe the good news. Now, we'd love for you to join us on this journey as we go step by step through Mark's gospel. If you want to be notified of any videos that we bring out, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel or like our Facebook page. It'd also be good if you had the opportunity to read through Mark's gospel as we go through these videos. I put the link for the passage today in the description below. But also, if you would like us to send you a copy of Mark's gospel, just let us know. Give us your details and we'd be happy to send one out to you. Hopefully, we'll see you next time.